everyone, welcome to the Others podcast. I am your host, Stephen Penny. It's been a while, it's been far too long, but we are back. And joining me this week, back for maybe the third time, yeah, I uh, think so. is Mr. Star Trek World, aka Anthony. How you doing, man? What's going on, mister? All good here, all good. I have to say up front, I apologise to anyone listening uh, about the sound, potentially. We've had, well, it's a combination of possible technical issues, which we've been trying to sort out for the last 50 minutes. Mm-hmm. Plus, I've moved house, <laughs> and I am in some cavernous, huge office slash studio. He's being uh, modest. He's in a mansion, therefore the echoes are <laughs> immense. That's he's, he's being modest. The, echo, the echoes are bouncing from wing to wing. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Yeah, what else, Steve? Yeah, we're all good here. We're all good trying to get through winter, trying to survive uh, in this cold-ass weather. But Did I you think... hear about Michigan? Man, what we... happened in Michigan? Where I'm at, man, it was negative 13. Is this... So is this Celsius, normal <laughs> Celsius, or is this weird American This Fahrenheit, is weird American, don't understand. yeah, this is weird American. Just know that uh, it was so cold that my leather seats froze, and if you were to take a cup of hot water and put it outside, like, you know, take a cup of hot water and throw it into the air, it will turn into snow before it hits the ground. I've seen those videos on uh, Instagram and stuff. Yeah, it's real life. <laughs> yeah. But it, it hasn't got quite that cold here, but I think we average out like during the winter. So at the, at the moment, the last couple of days, it's actually gone up to about zero degrees Celsius. So that's the you know, freezing point uh, and this for, is a- for normal people. But normally we're around, for the last few weeks, we've had nonstop snow for two weeks and we're hovering wow. around minus 20 Celsius. Wow. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, last thing about the weather I'll say is um, we did have a day where it was 13 degrees, um, which is very cold. And then within like four hours, it was uh, almost 55 degrees, which is like literally almost like changing seasons in one day. It was it was bizarre, but that's messing with your head. Yeah, but enough about the weather. Uh, We do got something else hot to talk about, which is Steve, I'll let you uh you take I thought away. this was I thought this was our new weather podcast for twenty nineteen. Yeah, I don't know, man. We hey, we might as well start it with the weather, bro. Do you know any weather podcasts? I think this could be a niche that we could expand into. We, the the weather slash billionaire boys club Star Trek podcast. You know, because everyone <laughs> needs their updates on the weather around the world. I mean, it's important. Look, there's some like crazy shit going on around the world at the moment. You got like plus forty degrees in Australia <laughs> and minus whatever random number you make up in America uh, and all the in betweens. So pe- people need their updates. We, we need to know what's going on in the world. You can, as you guys can tell, it's, it's been three months, so we don't even really know how to attack this. Uh, <laughs> we, yeah, we really, really don't. <laughs> but I'm struggling. <laughs> Getting us back, getting us back on on task. Uh, we are going to be talking about Mister Me Too. I'm super excited. We've got yes, Mister Me Too. Um, I've held on to this one for a while because I know you wanted to, to talk about this one. This one is to me. This is weird because I was I was listening back to it earlier, and it's a very underrated song. I feel, <sighs> but it's very underrated by me. Okay. It's a song that I will skip over quite a lot and not listen to because i think eh, meh meh not a big fan but then when i do listen to it when i do sit down and watch the video or just have it on in the background 
I'm like, this beat is hard. It's so this good. Is a, this is a great track. It's so, 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 so good. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm guilty of being one of those that doesn't rate it highly enough at the appropriate times anyway. Yeah, this, this song sits highly um, on my greatest Neptunes produced tracks um, of all time, personally. Um, this was definitely in my... I can never say things like top five and top ten because there's just too many, but definitely in my top 20. Definitely in my top 20. High praise. Yes. Uh, yes, because... Before, and before you get into all the the uh, chart topping, you know, information that Steve only does so well. Um, me personally, this beat when I first heard it, it, it just it it like I've never heard like it was kind of like the grinding effect. When I heard grinding, I'd never heard anything like it before. Um, it was also kind of like the. Um, um, uh, what's that song with um, Birdman? Um, wow, people are gonna kill me. Oh, um, what, what happened to that, to that? Yeah, when I first heard that song, I never heard a beat like that before. Um, but this, this, this beat to me sounds like a digital wave of just like constant. It's like a synth wave of just craziness. Like it's it's so that constant humming almost like an electrical like hum in the background is just like so infectious and just i i love everything about it but i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna wait till we get to the production part because i can nerd on about this beat for hours and hours don't worry we're nearly there there's not an awful lot to say about it um, <laughs> this track was released on the 23rd of may 2006 it was the first single from the clips's second album hell have no fury classic um, they knew it. You know, I dug out some interviews earlier. They knew this wasn't going to chart very well. wasn't going to sell very well just because of that strange sound to it. So, it peaked at number sixty-five on the Ooh. U.S. Hot R&B and Hip Hop Songs Billboard charts. So not even the main Billboard chart. This is that you know little subgenre of R&B yeah. and hip hop, uh, and only getting sixty-five there, which I thought it would have got higher in that kind of chart. But yeah. Obviously, they could foresee this. Um, I read some interviews earlier with, uh, with with Pusher, and I think there were some quotes from Malice in there as well. Yeah, how they just wanted to get the album done, get it out, after all their kind of issues with, with Jive, which they touch upon in the track as well and in the video. Mm-hmm. Um, and they knew this was kind of a bit out there and a bit different and... Just wanted it out. They wanted to go with something that was different, that wasn't kind of poppy or commercial or wouldn't necessarily sell well or do well on the radio. They just wanted a, a hard song to, to go out there with, and they certainly accomplished that. Facts. Yes, they did. I, um, yeah, I was actually talking with another one of the others, man, about this song because uh, I had told them that um, this was in the works, this podcast, and... um we were he was talking about on BET here um this song was debuting on BET and he remembers like recording like the TV like recording that episode uh and you know i think at the time it might have been AJ i forgot who was hosting it then but they were like you know a new clip song Mr. Me Too featuring Pharrell and he just like 
lost it, sat and watched the video. You know, the others, when, when new videos were dropping, whether it was Pharrell, Clips, whatever, like, it was like when our parents or even some of us who are, you know, a little older would remember when Michael Jackson would debut videos. Like, it was an event. Like, I remember seeing this video and just, like, staring at it, like, marveling at it. And, like, again, it kind of had this similar effect of how can I have it like that did for me. Because it was just, like, some of it was just, like, Pharrell's level of swagger in this video is just unmatched. Like, this is 06 super braggy yes gangster hip hop yes. Pharrell yes. Yes. this is him going really hard with that that yep. whole kind of persona even down to the wardrobe in the video so where dope. it's just the so the kind dope. of wife beater vest <laughs> the bandana so over the face the the crazy gaudy chains he's got the the two NERD ones there yeah um and what's the other one the the BBC astronaut head as well just obscene jewelry obscene <laughs> I gotta say my favorite my favorite scene in music video in almost all music video history is at two minutes if you're watching this on YouTube and you watch that video if you pause at exactly two minutes. When Pharrell holds those chains in the air into the camera and is just looking like dead in the camera, like I'm the flyest, like no one, like, and then you just see clips and malice in the background, just like, yeah, yeah, I I co-sign this, like, and you notice they're not really dripping, like they're not all. It's Pharrell who's like front and center, like this is this is my squad, this is Star Trek, I'm I'm the general of this. And it's just like, you can't see us. Like, you just can't. And this is when Pharrell was like, he kind of reminded me of, like, Diddy in, you know, when Diddy was bigging up Biggie. And and he was just like, you know, this is bad boy. We're the hottest on the scene. Da, da, da. Like, I remember watching Pharrell um, on Rap City, The Basement. And he was talking about um, the Clips upcoming album. I think, actually, he was talking about their debut. So this is how long ago it was. Um, and he was just like... He's just like, man, you know, it's going to be a hot summer, man. Like, we got clips coming. We got, he was naming off some other random art, you know, albums that were coming out. And he was just so amped about his, the movement at that time. Like, it was just Star Trek everything. And not going to lie, man, I kind of miss, I kind of miss those days, man. (laughs) (laughs) And this video is the kind of personification or pinnacle of that this is as you say this is him looking dead down the camera with those chains in hand saying yep this is us this is this is what we're we're about this is what we've accomplished and ain't nobody else doing this at the moment Mm -hmm. and like you say you know pushing out they're kind of uh they they don't have all that 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 bling or anything they're kind of dressed conservatively I guess yeah. even though they're in some like really good bape and early oh, sure. BBC and ice cream numbers there's nothing too crazy or overly flamboyant you think of all the bape stuff around 06 and the prior couple of years with right. the different kind of camos and crazy camos yeah. that they could have put them in in theory mm-hmm. if they really wanted to kind of rep the brand a bit more yeah and they did again like they said like and I'm, you're probably about to speak on it the stuff that we do see in the video yeah, and the stuff we do see is it isn't over the top. It's mm-hmm. 
more uh, more sensible. I think, yeah, it's let the let the spotlight kind of shine on Pharrell for this one and mm-hmm. let him be the one that's kind of flamboyant. And the, the chains are so outrageous that I always forget about the bracelet that he had on. That bracelet is like, let me see, one, two, three, four. There's probably like six rows of diamonds in that cuff in that bangle looking bracelet like i don't even want to know how much a grand total of what because we know like the the nerd pendant itself that whole thing was what like a that was like a million dollar endeavor wasn't it something ridiculous something like that the 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 original nerd brain logo one from a few (sighs) years before that as well he's wearing that it's kind of hidden at the back but that's kind of all i think the red part of the brain is ruby and then the rest is kind of like yellow diamonds and it's yeah ridiculous dogs so what pharrell said man it was like me and eagle is the general we, we rocking emeralds like that dude wasn't even talking about wearing diamonds he's talking about wearing rubies and emeralds and all types of crazy stones and stuff that like people weren't even really like talking about back then i gotta say when i saw him in the summer and met mm-hmm. him and, and fans will kind of know this piece of jewellery he has from the very, very early days. He has a giant canary yellow yep. uh, diamond ring that he yep. always wears. He still wears it now. That's it's awesome, kind of the yeah. one piece of jewellery that's always kind of stuck with him. And it's you don't tend to notice it unless you're really looking for it, but it is a ridiculous rock. Oh, you saw it in person? Yeah, and I shook his hand and he was wearing that and in person. <laughs> I was just like, wow. Whoa. That is something. Yeah. yeah. Does he just still, the, I know he usually will rock his uh like um his diamond encrusted carabiner still. Like that holds his keys. Yep. Yeah, um I don't I I don't remember seeing it when I saw him in the summer. Um yeah. I have seen it every now and again, um mm-hmm. over the course of last year when they were touring. But I think a lot of the time, it's not a, the staple that it used to be, but I know every now and again you kind of see him wear it. You know, it's crazy. We we're talking about, uh, you know, on the, on the subject of, of jewelry and, and, and outrageous pieces, actually Pusha's clips piece. Um, yes, he does have that big clips <laughs> pendant, yeah, yeah, with the, the logo from the album, yeah. That was actually put in, I think it was um, Complex maybe did a best uh a best charms or chains in the rap game of all time and that that a piece actually made it on the list as well so you have two pieces from you know like uh supposedly a best of list um in one video so just thought that was a a dope thing some crazy dope ice cream dope ice cream jacket that push is wearing um, oh, he's got that like it's it's like the silver satin one, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, the, the running dog on sick. the back. Yep. And actually, like, it's so you know this video itself. When you actually like kind of sit and break it down, it was kind of like it was a, it was a, it was a dope video, especially how they went at Jive. <laughs> they went. It, it's only like one line in there, but if you and you probably wouldn't really notice it or think much of it if you just listen to the audio. But when I watched the video back earlier, I was like, Dude. oh shit, that's like, that's quite harsh. Cause <laughs> yeah. the lot, I can't remember. It's, you know, sorry to the fans for what, uh, Dude, he straight up said the actual line those, is. those crackers weren't playing fair at jive. Fair at jive. That's it. <laughs> but then, and you think, 
okay as a line in a hip-hop song that's not too outlandish or too crazy uh, a bit strange to you know take shots at your label and stuff but these things happen sometimes but then when you watch the video and it's <laughs> a couple of like middle-aged white guys who are obviously right. like music execs and then there's it goes red and there's like uh targets on their heads Dude, that's and it's crazy. like oh okay that's maybe pushing it a little bit far well and that's the thing dude like you look at there there's a lot of like little like parts in the video where it's just like it it it, it brings in the street to it, it mixes the lavish with the street cuz you got you know one of my favorite scenes as well which is why this is one of my favorite videos is like you got the the guy who clearly looks like a, a drug dealer with a bandana on his face and he's got a shirt that says I have too much to hide and he's literally pulling out mounds of cash from his pockets like almost like it's a never end like it's like a uh, an infinity circle of just dollar bills coming out of his and it's just like that whole thing and he lifts up his shirt and he's got beepers and cell phones and all that clearly a you know reference to the drug game and all that but it's just like there was just so much. I mean, even the girl who's like dancing next to a, a stove. It's like it's right with the the pot on top. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like right in your face. Like you you don't yeah. have to look hard. And that's the thing I do like about the clips of this time. Like they did not shy away from saying we are the drug rappers. This is what we do. We do it well. And I would I would say they're the best. They're the best at it. Pusha is still the Pusha is still the best at it. Did you see the uh, it was a complex article from this week of the the greatest rappers from each year going back to seventy whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, Pusha was number one for yeah I did see that for twenty eighteen. So essentially the, the the greatest rapper alive at the moment. And I have to say I kind of agree and i know i think yeah. they got honorable mentions from sort of the early mid 2000s as the clips as well in in the list yeah i also saw another article i don't know i don't recall uh where it was from but pusha there was apparently a quote that he had given saying that his next album is going to be um he's going to be bringing like the clips the clips pusha back so whatever that, that means well, to yeah. him, I'm I'm here for it. But whatever was, that means, he to specifically him. said it's the O2, the O2, yeah, yeah clips very push up, yeah, <laughs> very very. That's specific. real. That's real early. That's real hard drug references. Yeah. That's real street. Yeah, I'm I'm here for it. I don't care what it is. Whatever pusha he wants to bring now, pusha early pusha. I'm here for it because I've never been disappointed with any of his any of his work. So. But yeah, this video is great. Any any other uh, things you want to point out about the video that caught your attention? Um, or? We've got a few nice early bits of uh, of BBC stuff here and ice creams as well. Um, as I said, we've you've got kind of Pharrell in a few bits and pieces. You've got the ice cream running dog bandana. Yeah, I think he's got. He, there's a couple of different hats he's got. Like there's a cones and bones one, an early one, a singing cherry one. I think this may have been the first look at the running dog hoodie that he's got in yellow as well. Oh, that's a classic piece. There's that's the bucket hat, piece. the running dog bucket hat as well. Shout out to uh, Luke. You... Luke Claus, I believe his name is. He's got that mm-hmm. hoodie, and he's got a picture of him standing next to Pharrell in that hoodie, like in a crowd of people. I, I love that picture. It's hilarious. But anyways. 
I was never a fan, and that hoodie itself, I was never actually a fan of, of that. But over the last few years, it's grown on me. Did you say the running dog bucket hat too? Yeah, he's got the bucket hat on yeah. in a couple of shots as well. Can never pull that off the bucket hat. I just I tried. I can't do it. Um, yeah, I'm very very much the same. I've had a couple of BBC bucket hats and other kind of bucket hats, and yeah, just I can't do it. The I love the red uh, cones and bones hat that Pharrell's rocking to. Yeah. Um. Actually, shout out to Blitzta out in New York. He's got that hat. Um. If I ever see him in person, I'm going to just whip out money and be like look i want this can i <laughs> can we work something out he's he's got a few uh really nice pieces there'd be yeah. a few i'd take from him yeah 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 i know yeah, well so, go ahead my well, bad sorry i uh, know i was gonna say we've also got uh, an ice cream reference in there as well as babesters and then we oh, also yeah. see i think it's the the pink lemonade are they called of the uh, not the boutique ice creams, but the the next releases, um, and again, I think that's one of the earlier sort of views of the 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 new ice cream we see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. It's that whole scene where Pharrell's just in there, like pouring champagne into the cereal bowl, and just like kind of on, like again, kind of on his Diddy stuff, where he looks like a man, he looks like an angry CEO or someone, but just like who has money just to throw around by pouring champagne in a bowl, and just for what? Again, we all we've talked about, you know, through the months of Pharrell's weird video things, like why is there a bowl of cereal? Why is there a random toy plane that he's flying around in his hand? Yeah, like what? Pharrell just does things because he wants to do them like it doesn't it's just it, it's it's cool i also notice like they um they play around with like color in this video too like there'll be random spurts of pink and yellow and 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 blue like when the girls specifically when the girls are dancing and and stuff like that and you know the whole team pharrell has always just been an aesthetics guy and i don't know did you mention who who directed the video I don't know, actually. Um, I did try to look it up earlier. There wasn't really much information on it, so I'm not 100% sure. That's a first, ladies and gentlemen. We don't know who directed this video. <laughs> yeah. Did I, it it kind of gives me, like, Hype Williams vibes. Parts of it do, yeah. yeah I don't think it is a hype one, but, yeah, yeah parts of it do. So I think either. that was kind of a, a popular kind of aesthetic at, around that time in the mid-2000s. Um, but, yeah, all, all in all, I, th- I think it's a, a great video. It tells a... Uh, quite a good story um yep. again if we talk about the song a little bit as well as the the video you've got this other character in the video who i think is referred to in their uh documentation for the the videos justin me too so this is the guy who's yeah. kind of dressed up trying to to be like them and let's talk about obviously it. the the, the rumors <laughs> the rumors were back right. then that this was a shot at I think it was Little Wayne at the time, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Who was jumping on that kind of bape bandwagon around yep. that time or just before? Yep. I don't know if they ever really confirmed. I mean, I know, I know, I believe Pharrell on their end, they never confirmed that it was in fact him. I mean, it was kind of like, and I could be wrong, so anyone please send me a DM correcting or whatever, but I think it was kind of just like a, a shot, like a warning shot, like, don't. Stop trying to copy us. Whoever, whoever, they, you can't. Basically, you can't copy us. So, like, you know. So, I'm thinking, 
I'm thinking that that might have been it. But I, I think they just never wanted to say it was Wayne. But I think, like, behind closed doors in a studio, they were like, let's make a song about Little Wayne and not tell anybody it's about Little Wayne. <laughs> yeah, I think I've seen interviews with, with Push over the years and where he's actually been asked, you know, it's about Little Wayne. And he gives a very kind of you know, political answer where, well, it's yeah. not specifically about him. It's just about other people trying to, you know, jump on... Um, the bandwagon and right. you know mimic our kind of flows and our tracks and our fashion and, and all this kind of thing and our content he didn't say um, no yeah exactly <laughs> i think that's the, the telling thing i think in a lot of interviews i've seen he never actually says no he just alludes that it's possibly about him and others as well yeah. in the, the bigger kind of hip-hop community i also um I don't know. Back to like the the production too. Like, there's just some, you know the four the four count in all of most of Pharrell and, and Neptune's uh, produced tracks. There's just something about the way this one hits, bro. When it starts, yes. you can if you don't. Most people don't know it's that four count intro. God, they don't know it's a kind of Neptune's thing or a Pharrell thing or whatever. But if you play this track to anyone, they will always pick up on the intro itself. Yeah. Just because of the sound that's used for it. Yeah. And I love when I when I first heard this, yeah, and it's like it was the beat was already dope. Just that boom, ba boom, ba boom, ba boom. And then like Pharrell comes into it so smooth. But then, dude, this and this is the power of production. You can add one simple extra sound to a beat. And it changes the swing of it. It changes the vibe, the groove. When they add those, I think it's like a tambourine or like shakers in it with eyeball loss. When I first heard that, it just changed the whole, it just gave it this extra like swag and swing to it that was just like, again, I like I gush over the production because it's, it's definitely one of my top 20, like without a doubt. I love I wonder who does the. I never really looked at like the credits or like the 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 liner notes for this song and the album. But I even want to know like who's doing that. Um, that uh huh, uh huh. Like I'm curious, like who who's actually doing that? Yeah, nerd stuff. <laughs> nerd stuff and that just, only matters to people like us. Yeah, definitely. And just kind of on that as well. Um, I think you mentioned this earlier. The the beat to me kind of harks back to like a grinding kind of sound. It's yeah. very, it doesn't sound like grinding, but it's simplistic. It's stripped down. Mm-hmm. There are kind of three or four kind of core elements to the beat. And to me over the years, I've always thought, oh, it's just like, you know, it's the first single out. They wanted to kind of do this, you know, grinding 2.0, let's say. Mm-hmm. But then... As I was digging around interviews and stuff earlier, here's a, a fact that I never realised at all. I found an interview with, with Pusher, and he was talking about how pretty much all of Hell Have No Fury, uh, and I assume that includes this specific track, was actually all made for Jay-Z. Oh, all the beats, what? All the beats were made for Jay-Z, the whole album, and the idea was that Pharrell had pitched it to Jay-Z, he had agreed to it, he was going to take all those beats and take that as an album 
and he obviously oh, just put his own rhymes to it. My God. But then, for whatever reason, the deal kind of stalled. And I think in the interview I read, you know, Push was in the studio with Pharrell, and he played him some of the beats. And Push was like, "You cannot be giving this to anybody else. Dark. How are you doing this? How are you?" not giving those beats to us. <laughs> and because the deal had been stalling with Jay-Z right. for whatever reason, right. they were oh like, no, nope, we're taking them. And they bought them back and they turned it into Hell Have No Fury. Can you? That was from Push? Yeah, that was an you Push imagine? that he did with... Can you, can you imagine Jay on, like, Ride Around Shining? Oh my gosh, bro. Like, mm. that is ridiculous. Re- Ridiculous, man. I'd never and heard from, that. Yeah, and it, it was weird. I think it was an interview with Complex he did a number of years back, uh, wow. and I just kind of stumbled across it earlier. But <laughs> That's nuts. It's. I don't think it ever got to the point where any demos or anything would have been made yeah. with Jay. I would have them if they, were, if they were out there. <laughs> yeah, but if that had actually got there, he, from what I read, he'd agreed to it, so he'd obviously heard the beats. And yeah. I don't know how many tracks are on that album, 12, 13, whatever it is, but he'd actually agreed to take them all as a as an album. Dang. So we he obviously had, had ideas in his head produced. as to how those beats would work and what tracks would work and what right. he was going to do with them. So it's really interesting to kind of wonder what he could have done with them. Right. And that would have been, ladies and gentlemen, that would have been our Neptune's produced J album, which is, there was, even in the Magna Carta you know, time of Jay-Z's career, there were rumblings that he was going to be doing a whole album produced entirely by Pharrell, and it's never come to fruition, but I mean, I'm... you. I would never have clicked on something so fast. If Whenever that happens, I would have never... I will have never driven to a location so fast to pick up a physical, clicked on a link so fast to listen to it, like... I'm totally here for that. That'd be crazy. There's that some cameos in the crazy. video too. Um, um, yeah, we got uh, Reup, Reup Ganger in there. They get yeah. their their name flashed up on the uh, on the screen at one point as well. It's in the the backdrop or something. Yeah, yeah. There's something else I didn't and, notice too about it. Like the um, so Gilly, I think the Gilly the Kid is in that video yeah. as well. And I didn't even realize yeah. that that he was part of. Um, the group Major Figures, which Abliva originated yep. from, which I even really, I never even put those two and two together. Like, yeah, which, I kind of knew, lo- I knew loosely, but I'm not too close to to stuff that they've done. But yeah, I know of them. Abliva is super underrated lyricist, by the way. Yeah, just put that out there. But yeah, man, great, just, great track. I was going to say, there's one other thing in this video that we haven't picked up on, and I. I noticed, and it always always puzzles me. I think it's Pusher, but at one point there's a woman holding a stuffed cat. Yeah, and he kicks it off, and the he frame. snatches it off of her <laughs> and punts it off the screen. Now I'm assuming the cat is a metaphor for pussies, mm-hmm. and he is you know kicking them, but it's just a really weird visual uh, yeah. of him grabbing a. a a stuffed white cat and just kicking it. <laughs> yeah, I don't. You know what? I, 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 it's one of those things. Again, since it's like Star Trek related, it's it's all. There's always 
there's always an odd thing going on in, in, in a, you know, a Star Trek related video, I feel like. Um, and yeah, that's just, again, one of those things that it's like, yeah, I never even, I never even tried to figure it out. I just saw it and been like, ha, that's cool. And just kept moving. Yeah. But yeah, it has to be a metaphor for something. And yeah, I think the, like you said, the pussy, the, the pussy, uh, metaphor works perfectly because, as soon as he's in that frame, he's like looking over and he's looking at the dude who's like, you know, trying to be all, you know, cool and stuff and act like him. And then he kicks. That's when he kicks the 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 cat off the stage. That's or off the um the video. But yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, why? It's just like why. I think this was why. around the time when I think Pharrell could kind of wield all the power. Yeah. And if he said he wanted something in a video, like you say, sure. with the, the kind of champagne and the, the weird kind of toy aeroplane or jet or whatever it is, I think they're probably throwing ideas around on the set at this point. And, oh, Pusher says, wouldn't it be funny if we had a cat and he represented <laughs> this and he, he boots it and, you know, and director's probably like, all right, you're, you're paying for this, you're the boss. Yeah, right. let's, let's put it in. And it goes into <laughs> the edit and somehow comes out the final version. And there it is. Yeah. I always did too. Like uh, another, just just a little, just just a weird little detail that I always kind of liked. As far as like, Pharrell will will show that he's involved. We all know he produced the track, but Pharrell likes to to put forth that extra effort to like highlight different parts in the track, like the like the. T- like when that happens in the video, he'll do that with his hands. And like yeah. when that synth part, when that you know thing is coming in, he'll he'll also do that. Like, and I always thought that was cool. Like he did that in this video. I think he did it in like the um he does it in a lot of like videos. Drop it like it's hot. He did it in the uh, Twister video. Um, that girl want to give it up. Like that whole. Like I just, I just think that's cool too because those are the parts of the song that us as fans always like gravitate towards too. And it's like cool to see that those are the parts of the songs that he like, you know, probably likes to re-listen to and hear and, and stuff. Yeah, exactly. like I think that. I, it's a good representation of him getting lost back in that music yep. that he's kind of created. Yeah. So I think that, that, you know, as fans, that's what we do when we sit here and listen to these tracks. We rap along to them or we do the drum beat or we, you know, do those kind of movements when certain sounds come in that we know are coming um, because we're, we're fans and we, yeah. those are the bits we pick up on. And I think that's also kind of what he does. He's not doing it for any particular reason other mm-hmm. than the fact that he loves that part of the music yeah. that he's been involved in making. Mm-hmm. Pharrell has a thing. About, I just, I'm watching the videos we're talking. Pharrell has a thing about like whispering in chicks ears. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> he has a thing about that, bro. Like I can even call his videos where he's doing that. Like, Oh, and if anyone out there has that hat that he's wearing with the yellow running dog shirt, like the teal, light blue, I don't know, help me out, what's that logo called again? It's like the, the Singing Cherry. The Singing Cherry, yeah. If anyone yeah. has that hat, man, let me know, bro. I'm. That's another nice one. I might have to... I might have to hurt my pockets for one of those. I've never seen that. I've never seen that anywhere else except on him. I do remember it coming out. Um, I don't. The singing cherry logo itself didn't. It didn't do particularly well. wasn't very sought after. I don't think people really knew what it was. And on that hat, I think it's the striped color version as well, isn't it? So it doesn't. 
even really resemble a cherry in any way. No, I don't. <laughs> Which is why it just looks like a weird circular thing screaming. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is meant to be the singing cherry, I think it's called. So. I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm sorry, that just, that just sounded so funny. Yeah, it, it does just look like a weird circular thing screaming for no reason. Yeah, yeah it's like it's like watermelon. It almost looks like watermelon colors. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah. like, uh, yeah, the one he wore when he did the, the one he wore when he did the freestyle in Rhapsody in the Basement as well, the all red one. I always thought that looked dope. I never knew. I never knew what it was supposed to be though. Well, now you do. I thought it was a donut at first when I when I first saw it. So if anyone out there has it, get in touch. Holla at your boy. He's so, got yeah. money to spend. Yeah, no, hey, well there, nope, that's <laughs> <laughs> nope, that's a lie. I'm trying. I'm trying to get money twenty to spend. Yeah, I, I've spent all my money since we did the last episode all of three months ago or whatever it may have been even maybe even four months ago mm-hmm. um yeah i think i've spent a small fortune yeah. but we will get to we'll get to that in a minute we'll, we'll, get to that. we'll do our yeah. kind of our late, latest pickups <laughs> right, uh, right. for the last three to four month period right, and right. i actually had i had to actually go through my instagram earlier to start collating the list of all the things that right. i've uh, <laughs> spent money on any uh anything else about the video itself that you wanted to Wanted to point out. I think we've pretty much covered it. Um, yeah. One thing I... No. No, we mentioned that. Yeah, we mentioned the kind of... Yeah, there's some bape stuff in there, some bape shirts and jackets. Yeah. and yeah. Malice is randomly wearing a Lacoste polo shirt. Yes. I didn't notice at the start. <laughs> Why um, not? They have always had like a bit of an affinity with Lacoste. I've seen them in Lacoste quite a few times. But it just struck me slightly strange when they're in a video, which is just shamelessly plugging BAPE and BBC. And it's like, skirt, let's do the cost. Mm. But yeah. uh, I guess that's malice. I guess he wants to do do his own thing sometimes, so that's fine. Yeah. And then Pusher's got the black BBC kind of tracksuit on, which is still very highly sought after. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they've kind of re-released slight variants of it over the years, including... I think in Japan, in the last week, there's a slight yeah. variant of it. Oh, no, they're, they're velour ones. It's slightly different. But, yeah, that um, track top and the track pants with the the BBC logo down the arms and down the legs is still still very sought after and still sells very well if it does crop up. I also noticed that the, the Pharrell took a, a note from his uh, Can I Have It Like That video where he did the whole arms out thing but this time he didn't like levitate like <laughs> like <an> yeah <laughs> which would have been like when we when I went back and listened to that podcast when we were talking about can I have it like that and yeah there is some there is some things in that video that are kind of like what like we and the CGI back then was pretty horrendous and Rogy, just... yeah <laughs> again it's I think it's him he has all the power at that point. He's the yeah. the big dog, and it's his money, and he's a creative person. Yeah, creative yeah. people sometimes have these slightly wacky ideas, and I when they're it. paying the money, they get what they want. So That's sometimes right. they make it into final edits of music videos. <laughs> right, right. And yeah, I don't know if I, I don't know if I got anything else as far as the video goes. Uh, the production, I've pretty much gushed about everything I love about the production. Um, I've always just I've always been a sucker for dope production that uses like one driving note. Um, 
in that song, it's the like whatever that note is. Uh, David, I'm sure he'll send me the exact note in, within scale and everything. Uh, he will. He'll to, hear that and he will now go and get his keyboard and yes. he'll send. He'll send <laughs> us a message like playing it. Yeah, yeah a video of him doing it. Actually, it's a you know D sharp and F minor, which I'm pretty sure is not even a thing. But I love you, David. We miss you, bro. Hopefully, you're uh, you're doing good. Shout out to you. Early shout out. Um, but yeah, man, uh, like that. And then also like, that's why all about the Benjamins is one of my favorite beat. Cause it's just a consistent, this is a consistent note. Uh, the special delivery by G Depp. Like I just love beats that have one note for some reason. Just when it's done right, it gets stuck in my head. It's an earworm in my head. So, so yeah, where you want to go gonna- next? I'm going to hark back to the days of when David wasn't quite so busy and could could join me on this podcast. <laughs> and I'm going I'm to ask you to rate the video and the song. I'm going to ask you to give me an out of 10 score. Oh. The video and the song separately? Or just yeah. a combined average? Um, the video, I'd say definitely... For me, it's I'd say it's a nine and a half. The only reason <laughs> the only reason why I didn't give it a perfect score is because it, it's some of it didn't age well. Um, and then you know I'm not really a fan of like the 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 full green screen backdrops like like how they're standing in front of a wall of a hundred dollar bill print like that's just i don't know it's kind of it's, it's very obvious in this video at times especially like when the re-up gang logo is there and yeah uh, there's a couple other points where you're just like yeah it's a green screen yeah there's just some low budget areas in this in this video that kind of you know kind of give it a a demerit i guess we'd say those fluffy um, cats won't pay for themselves my friend <laughs> right so yeah i give it about a nine and a half um maybe even like a nine um as far as the song goes, bro, song's a 10. I, I'm sorry. Song, song's... Ah, no. You know what? Listen. I'm imperfect. I'm able to go back. I will give it a nine and a half. Because without a bridge, I'm 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 your traditional uh, Star Trekian, other, whatever you want to call it. I need a bridge in a song to even get it to a 10. Like, it just... No, none of my, all of my top Neptune related beats. I, a lot of them have bridges in it. So, yeah, I'd give it a nine and a half. Okay, yeah. I think I'd go. I think if you asked me on any other day, when it just kind of passed me by, I'd probably go. Yeah, it's a six or six, maybe, maybe. As seven. far as the video, um, but I think kind of really thinking about it, like I say, I, I underrate it myself. So, I yeah. think it's got to be a good. A good eight at least, eight okay. and a half maybe for the song. Um, I think for the video itself, yeah, like you say, there there are bits in there that are a little bit ropey. Um, but I like the kind of the general concept of it. I like the Pharrell just stunting on everybody in it. Right. There are some funny little bits. Uh, so yeah, I'd say a seven. And it's weird because the, the rating scale, a, a one to ten rating scale, is really like it's literally it's pretty day by day like. Cause, cause what is a ten is perfect, and you know how hard it is to really come across tens of anything. I mean, it's just like 
it's really hard, but and I'm sure when I actually sit and think about it and I use for an example, like to me, allure is a perfect beat in every sense of the word. Do I think that this beat is better than or even on par with allure? When I use when I do it that way and put like a comparative, it's like it drops it down to like a strong eight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that's what I try. The, the rating system here means nothing. It's it means just nothing. random numbers we're making up. It but, it, you know, I do try to sort of think, right, my fav- if I put my favourite song of all time, which I don't know what it is off the top of my head, there are, yeah. there are many. Yeah. If I could pick my favourite song of all time, which is the number 10, how would this compare yeah. to that song? Would I want to listen to this song over that song in any kind of way? Right, and right. I guess that's kind of how I judge it. I guess my, my perfect 10, my... My top point that I kind of compare stuff to is probably something like Frontin, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of those kinds of tracks. And I'm like, would I play this over Frontin? Yeah, probably not. It's not quite as good. It's a little bit below. But yeah, yeah. that's kind of how yeah. I weigh it up. Well, looks like at, looks like a call came in real quick. Hence, I lost oh, you no. for two seconds. But yeah, Te- technical difficulties. It right, went right. silent. That is a and that is you know that is the breakdown of Mr. Me Too video song, <laughs> all that great stuff. All right, so we've done that. We've we've gone on quite long on that, in fact. So, so good. Let's talk about some latest pickups. I guess I think we've both normally got something. Uh, do you want to go first? Um, no. Why don't you go first? Oh, all right. Well, yeah, we're going to be here a while. It's already late here. So, yeah. So latest pickups. So I moved house a few months ago. I've been uh, decorating. So I'm having a look around the office now and. There's no latest pickups in terms of things that are up. They're all things I've had previously, but there's, you know, the NERD uh, snowboard and the skate deck from London and all the pictures and albums and stuff are all framed and up on the walls. So there's all these kind of little bits and pieces. Ah, and then in terms of, in terms <laughs> of gear, we've got quite a lot of stuff here. So... Again, shout out David. He blessed me with some some nice Christmas presents, uh, which came at the end of January, but I guess it's still technically nearly Christmas. <laughs> uh, so he knew that I I hadn't got the uh, Sandal Boys BBC uh, slides. I was trying to think of the word then, mm-hmm. slides. And he knew I would, I'd been trying to get hold of a pair. So he blessed me with two pairs I've got the black diamond and dollars and the white beeper and butts, and I'm wearing the black diamond and dollars now, and they are super comfy and they are lovely. So See? thank you, David. See that, that people? Was, uh, That's how you stunt. That's how you stunt. You wear stuff like that around your house. You don't even flex. You're yeah. just—he's flexing. The only thing that can see those slides are the bottom of his office desk, guys. Come on, that's how mm-hmm. you really stunt. <laughs> so that's that's something that I didn't pay for. I didn't spend money on, although. Yeah, it was reciprocal. David got a few a few nice gifts as well. Yeah. Um, what else did we get? Uh, I bought my girlfriend some some Hughes, the Solar Glides. I was never a fan of those when they first came out. Yeah. The silhouette the silhouette grew on me, but not to the point where I wanted to spend money on them for myself. Right. So I bought them for my girlfriend, who has no interest whatsoever in sneakers, Which just so I could see get? what they look like. Which one did you get? Uh, the white ones okay. and 
once she got them and was wearing them, I thought, ah, they're very, very nice, in fact. So I will try and get myself a pair, and we'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Uh, as part of her other Christmas present, she got a pair of ice creams. Uh, shout, I don't know who I got them from. I'm sorry. I'll maybe add it to the show notes. Somebody on Instagram uh, managed to get me a pair of the the, the name chain uh, women's ice creams. So Go. I've got a pair of those. Uh, also, uh, the kid got a pair of uh, tennis shoes. Uh, the kids only all blue. They're like a bluey turquoise. Such a dull colorway. Yeah, they're really nice. If they had them in adult sizes, I'd buy them straight away. But unfortunately, they're kids only. So he's got those. Um, in terms of my hues, I think I've bought maybe another five or six pairs of tennis <laughs> hues. Uh, he's he's it, admittedly it. some were on sale and some were half price and some yeah, were seventy yeah. percent off. I yeah. did get a really nice uh, European JD Sports. I think they're JD Sports exclusive. Uh, when I was in Paris over Christmas, they're like a dark grey with. Uh, a dark red kind of lining and stitching to them. Oh, okay. They're really, really nice. I think they're European exclusive only. Oh, sweet. Uh, so they're really nice. In terms of NMDs, I can't remember when the last podcast went out, but I picked up the the BBC Heart and Mind NMDs a while back. Also the store exclusive ones, the pink and purples. And then from the last pack, I got the uh, blue orange and pink uh, NMDs. Okay. Um, there's a little bit I want to talk about, uh, about NMDs in a minute, actually, so we'll come back to that in a sec, actually. Um, also, the Holy Pakistan Smiths I got the other day, they were on sale. Uh, yeah, the Solar Hue Glides, I got sale. the Chinese New Year ones, uh, just because I had started to actually quite like the, the Solar Hue Glide silhouette. And the Chinese New Year ones, all in red. The red and black, and then like the gold accents and stitching look amazing. And yeah, then the, the box they come in, the red like hard. So they did box. such a good job on the box, man. Really nice, <laughs> and I, like it really annoys me that they come with such a nice box, and then like normal NMDs that you pay two hundred and fifty euros for just come <laughs> right. in like a shitty Adidas cardboard <laughs> box. You buy a pair of like fifty euros. Stan Smith's in, you know? <laughs> right. It annoys me. Yeah. They went all um, out for the Chinese New Year, bro. They did, and they did a really good job of it. And yeah, like I say, even the, the packaging was really, really nice. They did really yeah. well with that. So I got those. Um, I picked up also a BBC football. I never got around to getting those footballs when they first came out uh, for the last World Cup. I got one of those. Shout out Collect on Instagram. Oh, K-O-L-L. you got one from the last, the Super Bowl pack that just came out? No, no, for, from the World Cup. Oh, you Cup. didn't get a BAPE. Oh, you, said, you didn't say BAPE. You said BBC. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I wasn't touching that uh, BAPE Super Bowl stuff. It's even <laughs> still available here in Helsinki now. They All can't it? shift it. A lot of it, yeah. The boots? But we'll get to that, we'll get to that okay. in a sec. <laughs> I'm about to um, say, what the heck? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, BBC Football. Um, I picked up uh, what was kind of a grail for me. Uh I think it was a Japanese release only, Starfield hoodie. Annoyingly, I'm normally like an XL. This was an XXL. 
So I thought that will be perfect, even if it's been in the wash once and it shrinks down a tiny bit, it will still fit. Annoyingly, because it's a Japanese (laughs) fit, it fits smaller and boxier anyway. Plus, it's been washed. So although it's an XXL, it fits like a a large, basically. (laughs) So it's too fucking small for me. Mm, That's very annoying. Right. Um, And then I picked up two massive grails. Two grails. Well, one grail I've been after for a while. One I wasn't really interested in or didn't really know much about until it came up. So, drum roll, please. Drum roll, please. please. (laughs) The first one was the season two pink and green striped polo shirt. Now, talk your stuff, Steve. I had this when it first came out. I travelled, when this first came out, there was one place in the UK you could get BBC stuff, and that was at a, a boutique called The Hideout, which was like two or three doors down from the Bape store in Soho in London. And on the day it came out, there was, this was like back in the day when we only really had like the Star Trek forum to talk about this stuff. Yeah. So nobody was really well connected. Nobody really knew what was coming out or what was going to be available. So I knew there was some stuff dropping. I didn't know what. I got the train up to London, went to the store, it's like a three-hour journey. I queued outside in the morning. Um, there was no one else around, obviously. Cause, like BBC and stuff wasn't wasn't that big at that point. This was season two stuff, which came very quickly after season one. I have to say, so almost immediately after it first started, you know, being released to the public. I waited around outside, got in there, saw this polo shirt. Absolutely fell in love with it. Fell in love with the colorway of it. Bought it. Had it for years, and then, as I've mentioned on the podcast a few times before, a lot of my stuff got stolen when I moved back to Australia. And this was this was in that horrific moment. (laughs) I know. I don't. I I don't like bringing it up, but yeah, this this was amongst all of that stuff. So I never saw it again. And online, there's a couple of pictures of me wearing this polo shirt, and every time I see those pictures, I my heart just aches a little bit. So I knew this. This one was available online. I'd seen it. I'd seen someone selling it. They'd had it listed for maybe a good six months or something, but it had a really, really high price, understandably. Mm-hmm. But it was in my size. So no, that I, offered a, I offered a price months and months ago, maybe six months ago, got turned down. I said, well, the offer always stands, you know. And then recently I, I kind of spotted it again and thought, I've got a bit of spare cash. I really, really want that top. Flex. Flex. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm just going to put the offer back out there. I'll put the offer back out that I offered previously. I don't want to pay the full asking price, but let's see where it goes. And we negotiated a little bit. Um, and I got it. Oh, and man. it's Stop. from season two. So this is how, how, I don't know how many years it's 13 years ago or something. It's dead stock. It's still in the original bag, original tags. It's never been worn. I still haven't even taken it out of the bag. <laughs> Just marveling at it. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's still in the original bag, in the freezer, as I call it, or as mm-hmm. Dave calls it, and I've stolen. Yeah. Uh, just my, my walk-in closet of all the BBC stuff. It's just in there on a shelf, just looking lovely. Uh, but I think I will need to break it out at some point soon. It is quite lovely. Yeah, that and I've got the belt. one. That was number one. Yeah, I've got the belt that kind of matches it as well, which is something I did manage to keep hold of from all those years ago. So, and I've got some kicks that kind of match the colorway as well. So, it'll be looking good when I break it out in the summer. Second kind of grail, I think 
this wasn't a grail of my own, but I think it's just a, a, a grail in general because of what it is. Mm-hmm. This is um, a BBC sample polo shirt on a Bape polo shirt. Ooh. So this was before even season zero. Season zero uh, st- stuff wasn't, if I remember correctly, some I'm sure somebody will correct me if I'm wrong, but even the season zero stuff wasn't on Bape labelled uh, items, t-shirts or polos. But this is a sample from just before that. So it's a Bape polo shirt with the Bape tags, but it has uh, the, the Moon Man stitched into it and wow. some BBC labelling as well. Um, and I got this from, uh, who did I get it from? Uh, Momo Ape on Instagram out in Germany. I think most people that follow me will probably follow him as well if you're, yeah. a, if you're a BBC fan. If you don't He's, follow uh, He was moving a few bits and pieces this is one that he had, went in with an offer, and uh, we came to a deal. And this is this is an item that I think, as someone that collects BBC, that's someone that loves the brand uh, and has done for many, many years, I, I, even though it's in my size, I don't think I'll end up wearing it. This could almost be one that I'm thinking about may go into a frame and go on the wall, mm-hmm. just because it is that. Like I say, it's not even a season zero that we all kind of know and love. What color it's is it? It's a sample of even before that. What color is it? It's black. Of course. Perfect. The best <laughs> the best polo color. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's wow. black with the, the, the kind of white embroidery, and then it's got the little uh, bit where the buttons are, the little fold over bit, which is white inside there. you got to send me some pictures of that, bro. I want to see that. I will. It's on its yes. way at the moment. I think it's in... Denmark or something at the moment. It got shipped on Friday, so Watching I should have it in the coming days. But yeah, that, that's one where it really is like part of the the history of BBC. Yeah, um, yeah. So I may end up, you know, I don't know, framing it's maybe going a bit too far, but I know there's something. <laughs> it. It's never too far, Steve. It's never, it's never too far. No, no. If you looked around my office now and saw all the stuff that I have framed up on the walls... Then yeah, you'd be like, meh, polo shirts, nothing compared to that. Never too far. And I think that was the end of my list. Well, you know what, man? Um I would I would think you're in bodybuilding the amount of flexing you just did. Um uh, <laughs> that was my corny joke of the day. Um, but yeah, I, um, uh, after nine, about well, nine minutes and five seconds of hearing Steve flex, um, my flex isn't nearly, um, as hard, but a few pickups that I've gotten since the last time I was on, um, the others podcast, um, I was able to get the Star Trek, um, stuff that had come out. Um, through BBC, um, I was able to get um, the black. Well, I'm going to rant about BBC in a minute as well. Yeah, oh, yes. the, uh, the the black hoodie, um, the black Star Trek hoodie. Um, uh, I was able to get that. I was also able to get the. It was funny. It was supposed to be a ComplexCon exclusive uh, T-shirt, but of course, you know how that goes. I ended up dropping on BBC. I was able to get my. Um, the uh the uh the ape i want to call it the the hand on the back with the hand on the back star trek i forgot the name of the actual um there's an actual name for that logo and i forgot it but um i was able to get that i've always wanted that shirt i've always wanted a shirt with that hand on it ever since i saw it in the um 
Let's Get Blown video, I was just like, I need that. <laughs> so I yep. um, was able to get that. Um, I was able to get my hands on the the inspiration pack. Uh, I think it's the inspiration pack. The 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 sky blue pair. Um, yep. Think that was like the dopest colorway out of that whole rollout for me. The nice. I got the dark the dark blue and pink ones are the ones. Oh I was referring yeah, yeah. To I'm sorry. Yeah, that's that. right. Yeah. yeah, those are hard. Those actually are harder in person because some of the pictures don't do it justice. You gotta be looking at it with like. Contrast right. Everything has to be looking right in order for those to like work for me. But uh, I able to get a pair of those. Um, I was able to get my pair on the Complex Con exclusive um, NMDs. Um, the blue, red, and white pair. Um, those those actually work perfect for me because being from Detroit. Um, Red Wings apparel is big out here as well as Pistons apparel which is those exact colors of the NMD so I've been able to rock some I went and found some some cool vintage like Pistons hoodies to rock with those so um, let me see what's going on in the closet here um I think since the I think since the last one I was on here those might be my pickups so oh and the uh, Oh no! I don't know. Was I able to get the? I don't know. It's been so long. I don't even know where. I don't even know how long it's been. But whatever. I'm now missing the. I just need the black pair of NERDs and the homecoming pair. When I get those, I'll have all the NERD NMDs. Jealous. Some good pickups there, and those NERD uh, NMDs. Oof. They're hard. Yeah, I could. I could get hold of a green pair right now in my size. I've been yep. toying with the idea, but. Of sticker prices, we'll see. boy. Yeah, it's they're a really, really high price. Um, so yeah, I need to I need to have a serious think about that. I think if I did that with the the amount of trips and holidays and weddings and things <laughs> that I plan to go to this year, I'd be in big trouble with uh, with the significant other in my life. So yeah. So the BBC, we'll you said you wanted to talk a little bit about one to mention. Yeah, so I, I had one topic about. Uh, Hugh stuff, which we can talk about quickly, but also, yeah, you just reminded me of the BBC stuff because I was actually going to cop those uh, Star Trek things as well, but I was going to do it in conjunction with another item I wanted from BBC, and that was, and again, there's loads of recent BBC releases we could talk about, but we'll just mention this one quickly because it was a shit show. Um, sorry to anyone from BBC that happens to listen to this. I know some people do, but... I I'll say it publicly on here as well. Um, yeah, so the the recent release they did of the the astronaut figurine yep. um, that they released in store uh, in New York and Miami, and they did online as well, supposedly online. Now, Air I was desperate online. for one of these. This is like a, their first real kind of BBC collectible item. It was limited to, I think there were 150. Again, someone correct me if I'm wrong. And random ones, I don't know how many. I think it may have been 10% were signed by Pharrell, which was a very strange thing uh, to see Pharrell kind of endorsing BBC products in that way again. Mm-hmm. Because uh, we haven't really seen much of that over the last few years, but but he obviously was, um, and I thought, okay, there's going to be some available online. Um, this is a collectible item. I know what the price was. I thought I don't think there'll be a huge amount of people involved in you know trying to go for this. 
And I think if I'm online, if I'm prepared, the minute it's meant to go live, I hit the button. I, I should be able to get one. It shouldn't be a problem too much. And then just before they went live at whatever time it was, it was I think it was like midday in New York, so maybe 7 p.m. here or something. I saw a couple of pictures from people at the BBC store, and there were queues outside of people. And at that point, I started to worry slightly. Because mm. <laughs> I thought, there's a, there's a lot of people queuing here for an item, and none of them were wearing BBC things. You know, if you're going right. in for a, a real BBC collectible item, I expect to see, if you're a real fan, I expect you to kind of be wearing the old BBC thing. But nobody really was, so I was like, looks like there's a lot of flippers in that queue, and oh, it doesn't look yeah. great. But I thought, I'm online, it's fine. I'm in the comfort of my own house, I'll sit here, I've got three tabs open with... Uh, the homepage of the BBC website, the collectible section, because they were calling it a collectible, and then one other page, I can't remember what it was, accessories or something maybe, because I thought, yeah. oh, they might put it in that category. And I'm sat there refreshing all of them, and the time comes, I hit refresh, nothing. Keep hitting refresh on all the tabs, nothing. Gets to maybe five or ten minutes past when they were released, and I'm like, they're not on the website. There's, there's none on here. Like, have they screwed up? Because... I know that's happened in the past on their website where stuff has been limited and is meant to have gone live at a certain time and it turns up 20 yeah. minutes later. Maybe not necessarily their fault. Um, sometimes technical issues happen. Sometimes yeah. when you're in different countries, stuff takes time to propagate across different CDNs that deliver you the information. So I was like, oh, shit, yeah, maybe something's happened. But then at that point, I was like, well, I've, I've probably lost out here, so I'm not going to bother. So I'm going to just click around the website and I might try and pick up a couple of these um, Star Trek tops that were still available. There was a t-shirt and a hoodie, I think, that I was going to grab and maybe a jacket. Mm. And as I went on to some other page, I went on to the all products page. So I had the home page open, the collectibles page open, the accessories page open. It didn't appear on any of those. But I went to the all products page for some reason uh, just to kind of browse through everything that was there. And lo and behold, there was the astronaut. And I thought, shit, shit, it was on this one page. For some weird reason, they didn't put it on the homepage, not on the collectible page, not on the accessory page, but it's on the all products page. Why the hell is it randomly here? Okay, I'll click on it quickly. I'll see if I can get one. Nope, sold out. Unsurprisingly. Mm-hmm. So that, that annoyed me quite a lot. Uh, and people that follow me will have seen that I posted about it because it's a really shitty way to release a product, especially one that's collectible and you know, kind of real fans want to try and get hold of. Right. And then what I did just to, you know, amp myself up a little bit more, and <laughs> f- further annoy myself, is I thought, okay, I think a lot of these are going to get flipped, and it was only you only technically allowed to buy one per person as well uh, in store. So I went on eBay to see if any were available and what the prices might be. And yes, I think out of 150 that were released to the public, I think most of them were listed on eBay within 30 bloody minutes, including multiple ones from the same users. So this means that people were able to potentially able to buy more than one when they weren't meant to, Mm. or most of the people in that queue were queuing up for other people. To, you know, cop them and then flip them immediately on eBay. Right. Uh, which infuriates me. Yeah. Um, especially when I'm, you know, a fan and really after a product and want to pay the money for it and I'm happy to pay the, the 
quite a lot of money for it. But I think I think the item was selling for about three hundred US dollars. I think it was, which I was yeah. going to pay. The ones being flipped on eBay immediately were at about five hundred, six hundred, and then I think one signed one cropped up for eight hundred, and it just yeah pissed me off yeah. no end. And I I did kind of complain to a few people about it and quite yeah. publicly. Um, now I know there are well I think there are some more collectible items coming up in the future at some point. I don't know what they are or when they will be, but this is kind of put me off trying to get them now because that's that first item if i'm gonna start getting these collectible things i'd like to have the whole set right i right. missed out on the first one so now i'm like well it was such a shit show that i don't <clears> really know if i want to invest my time and my money trying to get hold of these things in the future and that, that's my my little bbc rant of that's been annoying me and bugging me for the last couple of months yeah i mean i totally see like I totally see what you're talking about, especially when it comes to, um, you know, this particular product. It's just like this kind of goes back to, um, you know, the popularity of human races, the popularity of just things that are NERD for NERD slash for all related now. Um, <clears throat> nothing is safe. <laughs> I mean, everything is pretty much, if, if, if people see that it's, if the word limited is attached to anything, um, people are going to do whatever they need to do to acquire it. And, um, you know, it's just, it is, that's just, that's the way the world is now, man. It's a, it's a, it's a reseller's market. And a collector, it's not really a collector's market anymore these days. Um, and unfortunately, to get some of the things that you, you know, the things that you want, you kind of have to be just as conniving and cutthroat as the people who are doing mm-hmm. said thing. Like, you have to kind of go, you know, under the radar to get some of the things that you really, really want these days. It's not It's not like it used to be when you could just go, like you said, you, you know, you want to go line up at a store pay your your hard-earned money for it take it home and enjoy it like those days are kind of those days are kind of over there was actually a shoe that i um that i wanted to get um recently and i i I did i went uh, i woke up a little extra early i went to the store that i knew was gonna have said shoe and uh the 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 gate was shut like in, on the store, but I saw some movement going on in there, and I saw a few men pick up bags, bags plural, of of said shoe, and walk right out the door. Uh, and then I was like, "Hey, I'm looking for a shoe," and it goes, "Oh, it's sold out." And I'm like, "Hmm, okay, well, very interesting." So those days have kind of, you know, it's kind of like a when it comes to certain things, if you can't beat them join them and i don't mean in reference to like possibly reselling the item but if you want that item you gotta you gotta jug and finesse your way just like just like those people are doing the only difference is you actually appreciate the product they don't appreciate yeah and that's kind of the the annoying thing um yeah i know there's always going to be people that buy stuff to kind of resell it and things like that and i i understand that that's kind of the way yeah. This whole kind of uh, hype sort of thing works of the last few years and at the moment. Mm-hmm. And I understand that. It's just, it's frustrating that it was 
you know, I could have got one online had I known had it been implemented properly or done in a kind of more logical way. I think that's what annoys me almost oh, for sure. more than, than anything, just the kind of the poor implementation of putting it on sale online. Because, you know, I'd been there for like half an hour before prepping myself ready. And it's on right. some random page you wouldn't expect it to be on. And it's just... Yeah, yeah, it was just just a, a general annoyance. And then, like I say, yeah, you then obviously see them all on eBay for extortionate prices afterwards. Um, it kind of tarnished my, my love for the brand for, for a little while. Oh, I hear you. Uh, <laughs> I can, I can uh, see that. Yeah, and then, yeah, but then I took the money and went and spent it on other BBC stuff, so... <laughs> That's the kind of sucker I am. That's just, hey, that's just what it is. But no, that, yeah. you know, and of course, if, any, if anyone out there follows Steve, you know, it, real ones are looking out for real ones, you know, people who are really about it, you know. And and that's the thing as well. Like, I have to say, I had a few messages after from different people um, who were like, dude, I'm in New York. You could have mm-hmm. hit me up. I would have gone down to the store for you. Mm-hmm. So, like, shout out to those people who, like, I don't even know in real life. I know them via, like, Instagram and via yeah. this podcast. Yeah. And they were, you know, and they're willing to go out of their way to go into the city to jump in a queue for me to, yeah. you know, pull favors for me and stuff. So, shout out to those people. But, and I, I don't like kind of, I was going to say calling in those favors, not calling in any favors, but I don't like, I don't like asking for those favors of me people. Me neither. Because, yeah. Because it is people having to go out of their way and I feel bad and, Right. I then want to kind of, um, yeah, do something for them, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah. it, it turns into this like sort of endless thing. And I sort of worry, like, have I done enough for them? Should I do something right. else? And, yeah. But I think it, it sometimes it kind of gets to a point where yeah, maybe I need to just say to somebody, yeah, if you're in town, can you get down there and yeah. just get that get that for me, and I'll I'll give you a fee or I'll send you something. Yeah. You know, and then there is always. God bless him, Dave. That's out there in in New York as well. Who who goes out of his way to try and uh, fix these things for me? Even when he heard about this, he tried to contact a few people to see if there was anything that could be done. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, by that time, all the uh, all the astronauts had sailed out of the BBC door. <laughs> yeah. Well, you say it so melodramatically, man. It's you're, you're making it you're making it even sadder than it actually. Is. God, God damn it! I didn't get to spend my three hundred dollars. Right. All of the astronauts are in space now, just floating in nowhere land and completely unattainable. But yeah, no, I, I totally. I totally feel your pain on on that type of thing, man. And uh, yeah, again though, I, I I had to kind of get over the hurdle of you know being afraid to ask people, specifically people who have actually told me like, hey, if you need something, let me know. I got you. Like, I mean, not to get off topic here, that you know, but it's just like even growing up, like if. If I needed money as a, as a kid, I didn't want to ask my parents for it. I, I, there were days I'd go to school and I wouldn't even eat because I didn't want to ask my parents for my lunch money. I wanted to get my own, you know. So I, I'm, I definitely, you know, understand. But once you realize that, you know, it's a mutual, there's more happiness in giving than there's receiving, and the people that are willing to do those things for you, they find that happiness in giving. So you know, it, there's there's a way to do it. There's obviously an art form to to. Um, connecting with people and 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 acquiring items and as long as the as long as they feel that love there they realize that you know it's a mutual friendship and you know 
there's just a way to do it. Some people don't know how to do it and they come off annoying and, and like a user or a grub or you know, whatever. But when you do it, you know, when you do it right and you actually formulate relationships, it's nothing, man. People, people love doing things for other people, man. Yeah, definitely. And I think I'll be uh, using some of those do lovely it. people at some point in the future. Pull the trigger. And I have to, I have to say, like, I've ranted and raved about this, but you know as soon as I hit the stop and save button after we finish recording, I'm going to be on eBay looking at those fucking <laughs> again. Right. That's just what it is, bro. You've been bitten with the bug that many of us have been bitten with, and there's just no cure for it, unfortunately. But that kind of leads into a, a perfect uh, way to close it out. Um, do you have any shout-outs that you uh, – that you want to give to anyone out there in IG land and or any other social media platform? Um, I had a list. I had numerous people I said I would give shout outs to for one reason or another. And then I forgot to write them down and they're all buried in my phone somewhere. So, um, oh, so no, no, not really. Oh yeah. We had a few <laughs> topic to talk about, but I think I'll push that to next time or maybe when you're on next, cause it doesn't need to be right now. And we've okay. gone quite long already. Um, but no, just the, um, just the usuals, all of those that follow us on Instagram. Um, again, I can't think of specific names at the moment. My uh, Collect, I've dealt with a few times recently. K-O-L-L-E-K-T, I think. And there's an underscore in there somewhere, maybe at the end. Um, mm-hmm. He resells you know, Bape and BBC and stuff like that. You have mm-hmm. to deal with him. He's a, he's a really good guy in, uh, I want to say, like Seattle or somewhere. Somewhere like that. So shout out to him. I've got a few bits off him recently. Um, anyone else I've bought stuff off of recently and I can't remember your name, shout out to you. Shout out to all those that said they would uh, help with acquiring certain things in the past and in the future. Yeah. And uh, and to King of Creams himself, who might be in California at the moment. I never who quite knows? know of his <laughs> weird cryptic messages in the middle of the night. Um, but yeah, shout out to him for the great Christmas presents and hopefully, um, I'll tell you what, I'm going to do this now and do this publicly. We are trying to work on a project. We're trying to work on a project in person. That means I need Mr. King of Creams, David here in Finland at some point this year. Now trying to get time in his busy schedule. Anyone that knows him will know that's nigh on impossible to do <laughs> yes so if, if you if you want to see or hear no see yeah you will see if you want to see a project from us involving myself and himself then do make sure you message him and tell him to find some dates and book some flights and come to finland because we've got a really great project which we can you know potentially in the works which uh will be great for all of us in the community and could lead to bigger and better things for the podcast. So if you know Dave at King of Creams, do go and harass him. Do send him a message and tell him to book his flights to Finland ASAP. ASAP. Just send him a message. Just send him a DM saying Finland. And then... Yes. (laughs) Finland (laughs) flights. Just Finland Finland flights. flights. If you just send him Finland, he'll just... He won't know what's going on. (laughs) Bless him. But just just say Finland flights to him, and he'll get it eventually. <laughs> right. I have a few shout-outs um, that I want to uh, give for various reasons. Um, uh, one, and this might come as a no-brainer, but shout-out to you, Steve, uh, for hitting me up. I got the random message a couple days ago. In his exact words, do you fancy Mr. Me Too? And I replied with an emphatic yes, because... 
why not? It's the best, it's one of my favorite songs. So thank you for hitting me up again in order to do the podcast. Um, I want to give another shout out to Adam J. Romo. His take on the Black Hughes that just came out, he decided to screen print some 3M diamonds and dollars on them, and they look amazing. Um, if you don't so, know Adam, yeah, oof. get on Instagram, adam.j.romo, R-O-M-O. He does some really great designs. Um, yeah. I've Oh, no, I'm not wearing it now. I was wearing one of his hoodies earlier today when I went out for dinner. Yeah. He does some great designs. He does, like, all these, uh, his own custom NERD designs. He does, like, the T-shirts with the, they're not Sick. Swarovski crystals, but they're, like, the rhinestones. Yeah. Um, and he does, like, these, like, little custom-made shoes for himself. And I, I even messaged him about these ones and said, said so how cool awesome. they look. Yeah. Um, so shout out to him. I uh, also want to give a shout out to Goat Grails and OG Vault. They recently did a legit check for me um, on a Bape Letterman that uh, I was in question on whether or not it was Fugazi or not and uh, ended up being such. So shout out to them. They responded promptly and educated me a little bit more on what to look for when you're trying to spot out a fake. So if you ever have anything in question as far as whether or not it's real those two guys have your back 110 percent. yes um also want to give a shout out to um rakeem miles raps um and i don't i hope hopefully I'm not saying the name wrong i i always i know how to i see it all the time but i never actually say it but um i want to give a shout out to him i'll spell it out real quick r-a-k-double-e-double-m-i-l-e-s-r-a-p-s that dude, yeah, just rewind it. You guys have the power to rewind. But um, that dude is making major waves right now as far as his music career is going. Um, he's also um, definitely, I would consider him and other very heavily influenced by people like Pharrell, Tyler Creator, so on and so forth. Um, he was recently on Adult Swim, which is uh, a big deal, uh, major syndicated channel. And he's been making some pretty dope music, so please check him out. And... I want to give a shout out, but it's a weird shout out to to Kaylin Marie. I think her name is um, Skate Skateboard Girl or Skate Girl. I want to say. Do you know Skateboard Steve? K? Yeah, Skateboard K. Um, I am just going to publicly say that I hate her because she has so many pairs of the uh, of the like when she when she tops. puts those posts when she posts those <laughs> oh 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 I think back to being in Dave's house last year when he's got he has even more and he has them all boxed oh, oh I just I just want to say to David. Her, anyone else who has multiple pairs of those, I hate you. I will always hate you. And you, that is a grail of mine. And to just see multiples of them just throughout a house like it's nothing. Yeah, you guys are ultimate flexors. So continue on. Um, and one last but not least, um, shout out to Vanessa Marquez, which some of you guys might know from the clones uh this track good girl and various other tracks that she did with pharrell a lot of unreleased tracks but she just followed your boy on instagram and i was able to you know without you know getting in detail of the um of the dms it was just it was nice to actually talk to her i'm actually gonna try and get some uh some some questions uh answered in regards to early um, Star Trek days and see if she's willing to talk about it. Um, her page now is private um, and it doesn't have anything related to any 
um, Star Trek work or anything like that. She's very, um, she's very, I guess you could say normal now, uh, living a normal life, but it's just cool to see that she's, you know, still out here healthy and happy. And, um, whether she believes it or not, I am a fan and I'll always be a fan because she's part of the Star Trek family. So shout out to her. Um, if you can find her page, then good for you. I'm not going to put it out there, but if you can find it, go ahead and, and find it. So that is it for my shout outs. Good stuff. Um, if I know there are shout outs that I, I've missed and I've forgotten, if I said I'd give you a shout out, if I said I'd try and plug something for you or whatever it may be and I haven't, then do drop me a DM at Steve R. Penny on Instagram or at Others Podcast. Or you can send an email to the fancy new email address, which is hi, H I, at <laughs> theothers.net. There it is. It's official. Yeah, we're no longer no longer doing a shady Gmail account. We have a, a proper grown up email account. That's right. That's right. And I, you know, I'm, I'm, it's okay to me that we went over like phew, almost a half an hour because we haven't done it in a while. So um, it feels good to be back, and I'm looking forward to the uh, next episode, whenever and and whatever that might be. And I appreciate you for having me on, Steve. And you can follow me at Star Trek World on Instagram. Good stuff. A pleasure as always. I will hopefully not uh, make it three or four months until the next podcast. <laughs> hopefully the next one will be maybe in a week or two if I can get my shit together. Um, yeah, and we'll go from there and we'll try and do some big things in 2019. Absolutely. But for now, we will leave it there. You can, as I say, find us at Others Podcast. Uh, myself at Steve R. Penny. You can drop us a DM or an email or whatever. And you can check out all the other episodes and stuff like that on the website, which is theothers.net. But that's it for now. So thank you for listening, and I'll speak to you soon, everyone. Bye bye. Cue the outro music. <laughs>